What is going on, my friends? This is Demian, your host of That Arsenal Women Podcast, and welcome to the very first episode of 2022. You wanted an Arsenal Women Podcast. Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women Podcast. Let's go. Ah, yes. We all know what this means. New year, new resolutions. What are we going to do to be better, to grow, to expand? What are we going to learn? Who are we going to get in touch with? And all those things that come with the new yearly cycle. And predictably so, this episode is going to be about that. And you might be thinking, like, what does that have to do with Arsenal women? Well, many things. And the main one has to do with how we can be better fans. There have been a bunch of things going on in the past couple of weeks or a couple of months that I don't know if it's because of the whole idle mind situation or because there's no games and there have been no matches where we end up having a need to talk about things or invent, create stories, create drama, create storylines. And some of them are very, very true. So I kind of wanted to put out a couple of things out there and, and I would love to hear what you have to say because, again, this little podcast that hopefully keeps growing and growing, the whole idea or my whole idea is, well, I have several ideas, but one of them without a doubt is to ins hopefully inspire you to do something better and add a, a content of value to the club. Uh, but also, I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear your opinion. I want to hear uh, what you can can share with me, something that you might disagree with. Because, you know, if you agree with me all the time, that's no fun. Uh, but I want to hear what you have to say about uh, a few several things. And I guess I'll preface it by saying a thousand times, if needed, that I don't feel I have the truth. And I'm here to tell you that just because I have this podcast and I have the time and the means and the ability to do this, it doesn't mean that my opinion is any more informed than yours, that my opinion is better, that I have some sort of uh, right to the truth because I have a little bit of a voice that's amplified through social media. None of that matters. Your opinion is as valid as mine. So whether we disagree or not, you're not wrong. I'm not wrong, you're not right, I'm not right. It's just a difference of opinion. And one other thing that I'll say before I forget is that for for some of you out there, you, me, and us, or whoever, we interact a lot on Twitter. And Twitter is sort of the arena in which sort of Arsenal women in, in women's soccer is living currently. But I can assure you that Twitter is not the world. Twitter is not Arsenal. Uh, you know, WSL Twitter is not the WSL. So, you know, take all that you hear and see there with a grain of salt because it might be informative to some degree, but at the same time, it's not real. Like it applies to the music industry. Like in, it can apply to just basically anything and everything having to do with the world and that sight from hell. <laughs> so here we go. So I think that overall, it's not a far-fetched sentence or statement or sentiment to say that we can always be better fans. And when I think about myself and, and, and the people around me and my sort of 
fellow Arsenal fans. Again, I, I turn to Twitter. That's where I see most of the content that I that I take. And one of the things that I that I always loved and we've spoken about in the past is how approachable and how reachable the players are. It's not like Tony Kroos or Cristiano Ronaldo or you know Lionel Messi, Frankie de Jong or something like that where you're they're never going to see your tweets more more than likely, you know, you're, you're they sort of get lost in this massive amount of followers and bots and all these things, but a lot of the the women players, professional women players that play for the top clubs in the world have I don't know, 8,000 followers, 6,000 followers, or 20,000 followers, which in the big scheme of things is, is not a lot. And, you know, as you know, women's uh, football is characterized by, by interaction, by seeing all the players at the stadium and saying hello and taking pictures. And you hear these stories about somebody remembering the player or the player, excuse me, the player remembering them or, you know, they give them a gift. And, you know, there's this deep connection that's very personal and very real. And that always strikes me as um, amazing, of course, and interesting. And somebody that is in the music world, I understand why there is a, how that is, that could be important as well. But I also can see why there's a distance that needs to be created among fans and the artist. Um, because some people take it too far. And there are boundaries that aren't respected all the time. And I think a lot of people tend to think of boundaries as almost in person, right? Like the boundary, the physical boundary, or even if it's an imaginary thing, but the physical boundary of I'm not going to bother them in person or I'm not going to bother them while they eat. And some people do that. I've had it happen with artists that I've been touring with or out to dinner with. And some people don't respect that. But I think we tend to forget that when we go on social media, there there also have to be some some sort of boundary. And I, I feel that this is my personal opinion. I feel that it gets lost sometimes and it does not get respected as it should on several fronts. Their personal lives, uh, assuming that they that we know what a post means or why there is a post that is being taken down. Um and of course, the 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 my first point having to do with supporting the team and and getting behind them before a crucial match. And let me explain. When we got beaten by Barcelona on the first leg, everybody was basically anticipating that we would get crushed the following match day against them, right? A match to, by the way, I had tickets to go to, but couldn't go. And I'll tell you about that later. So I witnessed them getting uh, beaten by Chelsea at the FA Cup final. Like a, a lot of you were there and a lot of you saw, obviously saw the match. It wasn't fun. But the the to me, the negativity that followed, the pessimist views that followed, were incredibly toxic. And I am a firm believer that they did not help as it relates to the game against Barcelona. I think it's 
it did the absolute opposite, if I'm completely honest with you. A point of contention, I think, among all of us is the sort of three-headed beast of something being optimistic or an optimistic view, a pessimistic view, and a realist view, right? But a lot of times the people that claim to have the re a realist view might be pessimistic. And, and, and same with the people that, that, that claim to be realistic. And they might be, they might be being, uh, they might be being, I don't even know if that's proper English, but they might feel like they're a realist, but it's very optimistic and it's hard. You know, it's really, really hard to know what actually is realistic. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it just, I think it can be subjective because it's usually people that call themselves that, you know, very rarely do you see somebody saying like, no, you're, hey, yeah, you're, you're being a realist. No, it's the person that says their opinion, says or claims, you know what, I'm being a realist, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. I think there's something weird about that from time to time. So at some point, I don't think being realist, if the, being realist, t uh, you know, errs on the side of pessimism, I'd rather not be a realist. I'd rather be a, 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 an optimist. And of course, there's such a thing as being a toxic optimist, but I'd much rather be called a toxic optimist than a pessimist, right? That is just me. So what I'm trying to illustrate is that imagine you are a professional football player, okay? And you're playing against Barcelona and you need all the help that you can get from training, from, you know, your eating, your sleeping, your personal relationships, your relationship with your coach, the books you're reading, the podcast you're listening to, you know, the time that you spend or not spend with your loved ones or your family and so on and so forth. And you finally get to play at the Emirates Stadium. And days before, all you read is all these tweets about people not believing in you and saying you're going to get crushed and you're going to get killed and you're going to be demolished by Alexia Putellas and Jenny Hermoso and all these players, like just like, a non-stop onslaught. And I know so many were jokes and it, it was funny and all these other things. But imagine if you're a player and you go online and you search for a hashtag or you look up what people are saying and that is what the conversation is. You know, that cannot feel good. Absolutely not. And I just think we can do better. And it's almost the the, the saying of, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything nice at all or don't say anything at all. I obviously butcher that. But you get my point. You know, that's that's the whole thing is is, uh, you know, we, we of course, we're in a space where dialogue is welcome. And of course, we can talk about your views. And if you believe that we are going to get or the girls are going to get destroyed, demolished five nil. Of course, you're well within your right to say all those things. I'm not here to tell you to not do it. What I'm trying to say is that imagine if you're the player and you read that comment. How, how does that change what you would you still would say the same? Would it not? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying that if I were a player and I would were to read all those things, I think it could be detrimental. And what it might do is have the players not care about social media and not care about other people's opinion or care about the fans, which is the antithesis of what the the women's game is all about from what I've learned and what I've seen and what you 
have taught me. Many of you have taught me. So you understand sort of how I'm, where I'm coming from. I, I hope that I'm explaining myself correctly because I think it's not about me or my opinion or what other people are doing wrong. It's about how the players might feel when they read this kind of stuff. But that's just me. You know, I think that this next topic is, it's not really... I might not be the right person to talk about it because it, it implies things that I don't feel I have um, the know-how or I'm not part of a culture to really be able to talk about it. But as a whole, in general, I feel like we could be better fans when it comes to talking or not talking about players' personal lives. Where I feel that I lack knowledge and authority not that i have authority on anything having to do with this but it has to do with i i understand and i respect a lot how these players are viewed as role models and in also many of them in the lgbtq plus community which i love and respect and i feel i'm an ally too so i think it's natural for people to talk about personal lives who people are dating and all these other things i think it's normal what again what i'm trying to sort of put out is just a friendly reminder that they the the, the people that you love and you that we all support and adore and revere are human beings and you know think about like most of us don't use our real names on twitter right because of privacy, because we don't want people to know our full names, let's just say. But let's just say that it's private privacy and respecting boundaries among them, your identity, right? So you don't put your real name out there. Yet these are the same people, and I used to do it with metal bands all the time, so I am coming to a degree from experience, where we talk about people and rumors and all these other things, and we don't respect their privacy but we want this social media platform to you know to to respect ours and we hide behind this different name or or a different face or just a the badge of arsenal then we talk about x y or z so i you know i do have a problem when people with people saying who is a real fan and who isn't like i've always had such a that leaves such a sour taste in my mouth when people talk about that and because i just don't think anybody has the truth or, or can say who is a better fan or a real fan. Absolutely not. You can be a fan and all you do is talk about somebody's like girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife or whatever. I, I'm not a bigger fan or a better fan because I don't. Absolutely not. You do whatever you want. And uh, I, I'm no one to judge by any means. What I'm trying to do again with this podcast again is to chat about taking a beat and and, and, and and seeing what how what we do might affect the players if it's in a positive way or in a negative way. And all our thoughts or feelings or actions as it as it relates to Arsenal Women Football Club, we or in theory should line up and should all pull towards the same side of love, optimism, hope, or if it's criticism or whatever it is, like again, that I'm no no one to judge. But again, going back to to their the the sort of 
empowering self, uh, raising their self-esteem that we can do coupled with respecting people's personal lives, I think could be a way forward for all of us because I have caught been caught in the past talking about this or defending people that I know or whatever. And it just, I don't know, I don't know if it's our business, but again, I think I welcome a lot of, um, a lot of, um, discussion about it because I just think it's, it, it's healthy because none of it never comes from a place of, of, of hate, you know, to that point in terms of love in, in, in adoration and all these things that we can do and can do better. I think one of the things that I would like to do better is try to build up the not so popular Arsenal players. Like I think we all see the super present players like Beth and you know when Jill was around and players like that that are constantly on social media, Lisa and stuff like that. Um and I know I've mentioned two players that aren't in the club. But the visible, the the sort of popular, the trendy, let's just say, uh, players. And there are others that respect their privacy much more, that aren't into social media, that you don't see them too much, like uh, Vicky Schneiderbeck or, or Manu Sintberger and other players, Noel Maritz. And, you know, I just think it, it'll be, I can do better featuring them. So I might do a um, more episodes on them and how I feel about them and what they feel they have brought to the club more than stats and any of that type of situation. But that's just one thing that I wanted to point out that I think I personally, me, could do better. And I think another, to finish, like one, the, the last thing that I think that we could all do better as a whole culture and in, in microcosm, well, not microcosm, but as a whole fan base, is uh, propel and feature more um, women of color. And there's still some racism in in the women's game as much as there is none compared to, or none whatsoever as, as it compares to, to the men's game. Uh, and we could do much better to, to talk about um, players that are not your typical white players that are always seen and, and featured. Um, players from Africa, France, South America, you name it. Um, I think we could do much, all of us, a much better job elevating them and featuring them. And, you know, we've seen players be featured that have worse stats and games and all this other stuff than maybe a black player or a Latina player. Um, and, uh, you know, I just think that we can do us a whole better. And I don't really know where to begin with that, to be completely honest with you. But I'm always interested to know what you have to say. So this is my call to action. When, As it relates to all the things that we spoke about or that I spoke about, as it relates to building the players up a little bit better or being less negative, as it relates to respecting boundaries in their personal lives, as it respect, respect, uh, respects to building up the not-so-popular players. I want to learn all this from you. I want to know what you think. I want to know your opinion. And last but not least, how can we do better to limit racism and obviously elevate these um, black, brown, Latina, minority players? I think we could do, all of, all of us can do a much better job. All right, my friends. So that's it. Thank you for joining me again. 
We'll talk again soon. Thank you for subscribing, for sharing, for liking the podcast. And if you can drop a review, that would be lovely. It'll help people find this pod. See you soon.